to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are at the end of a very special weekend with BMW, and we have the honor of having CEO of the Americas, Sebastian McKenzie. So thank you very much for everything first. No, you're welcome. A pleasure to have you here. It's been a really interesting weekend because I think, I mean, there are many reasons. So, of like 50 years of Empower, uh, we visited the plant, like you're expanding there all the time and uh, just to learn everything about what's going on with BMW. But let's start with the plant. Uh, you are in charge of the whole American region, but technically, are you in charge of the plant too? No, I'm not. Uh, my, my colleague uh, Robert Engelhorn is doing that. He's responsible for yeah. the... Uh, biggest BMW plant uh, uh, on the globe and uh, so that's a separate responsibility. I'm, re I'm in charge of everything which pertains to the sales marketing yeah. after sales uh, area um, and working together with the dealers and our importers also in South America. Yeah. We're hearing uh, the flyover here at the Melly Adam. They just finished the opening ceremonies with the national anthem so this is real life. So bear with the noise there a little bit. But obviously that plant is very important in the region and as you said, like the biggest plant for BMW in, in the world, 30 years there. And I, I've been there a few times already and every time I come, it it's really impresses me because there's something new, there's like some improvement. Like you uh, just announced this week another 200 million investment, a, a new training facility. And I want to focus a little bit on that because how important it is nowadays to have more people involved. In, uh, in cars in, in every aspect of it, but like from the very beginning for making the cars, right? That's right. And then for us, it's a big staple and a big asset to have this um, plant here in the US market, but also in the region. Uh, you have to think that um, basically all the vehicles from X3 upwards, so X3, yeah. X4, X5, X7, wow. uh, X6 and X7 are built in that plant. And later in the year, we will add the XM as well in Plan Spartanburg. So the, the very important SU SAV segment is supplied directly from, from here in the market. And uh, I don't know if you know that fact, but uh, for the eighth year in a row, it's the biggest exporter yeah. of automobiles, automob automobiles in value. Um, of the of the whole U.S. So it's a big economic. Billion, I think last it's year a, it's it was. A, it's a, 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 that's your number, but uh, it's a it's a big number. I think I saw that on the, the presentation on a Thursday. Then we dri we started drive from uh, Spartan. Oh no, no. First we went to the foundation and okay. we saw the very the first look of the exhibit for the 50 year of the M division, which is another big milestone for BMW. Oh yeah, it is. I think in May there will be a big event uh, uh, down there and we actually kicked off the 50th uh, birthday celebration year here at the yeah. Amelia. Um, we showed the new 8 series here and including including an M8 obviously and uh, yeah, it will be a year full of celebration yeah. and the M brand is uh, such a, I mean it's the biggest letter in the world, yeah. in the world. Um, it is uh, a lot of a lot of the ultimate driving machine DNA in this letter, and uh, we will have beautiful cars coming out this year as well. So here at Amelia, BMW has the biggest presence from any other manufacturer, uh, which is really nice to see. And then there's like a big special car here at the, the exhibit, the M1. We touch a little bit on the history of that car because that was what started the division, right? The BMW, the M, M division at BMW. Right. I mean, there are several very special cars here, but we have this beautiful and then beautifully restored um, 
M1 and I mean if you like cars and you look at that vehicle and you don't start to feel something yeah. you don't like cars exactly. and um, you, you look into all of these things and you already see there this driver orientation which has also been always been the, the forefront of BMW and now we are looking into the M8 and you still see things which resemble yeah. from the M1 and all the way um, all the way into 2022 and it's it's great to see that. So I learned a little bit of the history of that, like how it was made because BMW at the time wanted to compete against Porsche, right? Uh, but you didn't have the resources or the experience to build a, a mid-engine uh, mid car. So you you uh, partnered with Ital Design and Lamborghini. Right. And Lamborghini wasn't doing that well in those uh, years. <laughs> and, uh, it was kind of problematic, and then when the car was finally made, the series that you wanted to compete with Porsche was gone. Disappeared. <laughs> you created yeah. your own. <laughs> but you know, yeah. no hay mal que por bien no venga. Yeah, exactly. There's always something coming out, even though there's maybe a, a negative development, and uh, the 50 years of M and the whole history afterwards speak for itself. And it's always worth an exercise, even then it it didn't it didn't mean you could compete in what it was meant yeah. for, but you still built up the knowledge yeah. and all the all the uh, technology behind it. And then we came here uh, from um, Spartanburg, then to Savannah first, we spent a night there, beautiful place also, then drove down. Oh, we saw like amazing cars uh, coming down and some of your own owners uh, from the club. Uh, we drove the M4 first, then the M3 from uh, 1992, and then one of the owners showed up with a 2002 1992, so all, a lot of twos there, and uh, that car was fantastic. And uh, the rich history of BMW, like, and, and also the passion from the owners at the club, we found too that uh, in Spartanburg you have the biggest plan in the world, and then the biggest fan club in the world, which That's is right. also impressive. So now we are here at Amelia. I said you, you presented the M8, and uh, there's a lot more coming, obviously, uh, and obviously you cannot talk about everything, but coming. Up. But the electric cars are very important, right? Let's yes. Talk about a little bit about we that. we also show here what we call where I, the I brand and the M brand, yeah. are meeting up, which is the iX M60. Yeah. Um, I will have the, the honor in 20 minutes or so to drive that car uh, even here in the concourse on stage. So uh, that is an incredible machine. I mean, you, you can uh, go from zero to 60 miles in 3.6 seconds. You have over 800 pound-foot torque. You have over 600 horsepower and uh, it's all fully electric. You come to a range of, it's still an estimated value, but just short of 300 miles. And it is such an incredible, fantastic car if you drive that. It. And it's, it's, it shows you can have an M on a vehicle which doesn't have an exhaust pipe. Exactly. And I wanted to touch about that because obviously there's a lot of talk, people here saying like electric cars are going to destroy the experience and all that. But I had a very uh, high honor to meet one of your engineers, Alfredo Ferrofino Camacho in Germany. And he's the head of product manager for the i4 i4 M, and M50. I, that yeah. car is amazing. And I want to tell, I have shared the story about him a little bit with the audience. Let me just like, like remember a little bit. He it's like a like a movie. I was talking to you the other night at dinner. Yes. Maybe BMW should do a movie about his story. From Bolivia. From Bolivia, 1979. He was a little kid, and he saw a movie about Munich from the Olympics. From the Olympics. Years before, I right. Know. So 
And anyway, like long story, but now he's the head of uh, uh, um, the head project, project manager for that car. That car is fantastic, and uh, there are so many elements that, uh, what I was saying before, he's not gonna kill the, the BMW experience in a car, right? No, I, I think absolutely not. I mean, let's be honest. One thing is the vibration and the noise of a combustion engine. That is not available. That's not present in a in a in an electric car. But I have seen so many people driving combustion engine with a similar horsepower and a similar power to a fully electric i4 M50. And uh, guess what? Uh, they had a big smile on their face yeah. when they come out of that car. It's so balanced. It's handling so well. It has an incredible acceleration. But it is driving like a 100% BMW M50 should drive. So for me, it is like the ultimate electric driving machine. It brings everything BMW stands for into the new technology. And this is really where some years back, people thought about an electric vehicle as scaling back and doing something like, yeah, okay, it brings me from A to B. No, ultimate electric driving machine. You sit in that car, it's a rocket, and you have fun all day long. And again, like the, all the, the experience in engineering and design and all that, those cars and all that technology, I think that like whatever, I mean, all the work that has been done through like the right. history of the company and the automotive industry in general has allowed you to bring those cars to that level. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to tell you about how a BMW handles. Exactly. And now you put the foot torque and the acceleration of a battery electric vehicle drivetrain into that vehicle and you combine that and yeah. yeah, awesome. So let's talk about now a little bit about the, the new M8. Yes. And that you have like three variants. You have the convertible, you have the sedan, you have the coupe. coupe. Yes. So uh, and those cars are still very appreciated by your customers, right? Oh yes, they are. That's I mean, it, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is. Uh, it's in high demand. It's a, it's beautiful vehicles. Um, it is, uh, I think, from my point of view, an incredibly beautiful designed car. I mean, the whole exterior, that's one thing. And then you drive in it and uh, you have the choice. Do I want the coupe style? Do I want the grand coupe? Or do I want to go for convertible? And we have something for everybody. And uh, we get great um, we get great feedback here from those people who are visiting our stand. And um, also we have the um, Tanzan, uh, uh, Tanzanite blue. Metal, met, metallic, but in the matte, yeah, matte yeah, version, ah, it is just. I mean, I can't. Unfortunately, you can't see it in in this audio. But if you see it, would you you would understand my excitement? Yeah, exactly. A great, great car. So now let's talk about the, the industry. It's been a couple very, very difficult years for everybody. But somehow you still number one luxury brand in the world. So tell us about how the challenge has been in these past few years and what you expect in the near future. I mean, it, it, it somehow started in early 2020 when uh, the COVID pandemic hit the global stage and suddenly became an expansive uh, uh, problem. And um, that impacted, obviously, the possibility to have people working in plants. So there was an impact on production, which suddenly dried out the supply chain for a moment. Um, I think we were really, really good. Our, our very flexible production system, our colleagues from the sourcing area, how they adapted to that, how they made it possible to keep our our um, factories working most of the time. And in the COVID pandemic, we had to stop some of it, but only for a short time. And then the semiconductor issue came afterwards. So you had already a stretched uh, pipeline of supply, and then you had the semiconductor thing. And again, 
It's about being flexible in the production system, but it's also about being flexible with our dealer partners to handle those issues and to maybe offer a car which doesn't have 100% of the features you initially wanted in them, but, but 85 or 90, and um, it worked out great. But so it's about working together, supply, production, how to configure the vehicles and then how to handle the customer in the marketplace. I know, as you were saying before, and, and you mentioned in Spanish, I'm going to talk about your, your Spanish a little later, but uh, you said like something good comes up every bad. And I think when you were talking about the flexibility from the plant, but also like the new way for customers to buy their cars, like you guys been doing in Europe forever. Here in the US, I actually bought my first BMW, cash. I went to the dealership, I want that one immediately. That was in 2002. Uh, but now, with all these problems, uh, customers cannot do that because the cars are are not available. Yes. So, are customers learning now the European or the order process? You know, Is that a good thing for you too? Partially, partially yes, because of the basically we call it our our dealer partners. They sell into the pipeline because the cars which come to their dealership already have a first and last name on them. So they have the chance now to tell the customer, you know what, if you want to you want to do it, you yeah. can change that vehicle so it comes like you want inside what we are offering. And so we have more customer-specified vehicles and a lot of the vehicles which arrive, if they're coming from, from Europe uh, on the ship, they already have a customer and it's not selling from stock, it's selling yeah. into that what is coming. And that, like, it's a different situation. And, and it's, it's better for everybody, I guess, yes. right? Because you can plan ahead, you don't have any inventory. The no financing on the dealer side for the inventory, the customer can have choices. Um, it's, it's a win-win-win it's a situation. Yeah. So finally, let's talk a little bit, uh, one minute, about the uh, Mexico plant, San Luis Potosí. That's yes. also very important. Yes. I mean, it's not the biggest in the world, obviously. That just opened a few years ago, but it's also very important for this market too, right? Because you build a yes. car that are sold here. Yes, I mean, we have the uh, two series coming from there, and the M2 yeah. uh, will be later in this year produced and come from there. So. Uh, an, another car we could talk an hour about um, as, a, as a driving machine as well or a drifting drifting machine and um, yeah I mean it's a it's a new plant it's starting now but uh, I'm very optimistic it will have a bright future as well it will grow it will grow in significance and uh, we are very happy to have it yeah, I'm from Mexico and I always want to thank auto manufacturers for doing that because that will help uh, with the whole society, like uh, what you have seen in Spartanburg. Right. Hopefully that will happen in San Luis Potosí, keep growing and bring better jobs, a better life. Training, skilled work, yeah. uh, career path, etc. So, muchas gracias, Sebastián. And you speak Spanish because uh, you learned in school, you're married to a Spaniard. Yeah, and, uh, I learned it after school and uh, I um, fell in love with the country of Spain, with the culture, with the people, and I learned it quite a bit. And I later on actually met my wife uh, in Spain, in Madrid, and um, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> okay, and now you're going to write a little history driving the electric car, so yes. I'm going to take more time from you. Thank you very much. Again. Muchas gracias. gracias. Encantado. Un placer. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.